Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Warp Lords podcast. My name is Jared, and we're going back. We're going back to the Nine Realms for Season 2, Episode 13, Lucky Number 13. Today, we are joined by our lovely cast of characters. We've got Devin, we've got Danger, and we have got Graham. Why don't you guys introduce yourselves for the, uh, the millionth time and let the, let everybody know who you're playing. Come up with a theme spontaneously. Go! What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Devin. I play Hannibal. Um, uh, spontaneous theme. Well, let's get right into it. Um... My dad rocks. He's a cool dad. Shout out, Tom. Whoop, whoop. Uh, hey, how's it going? It's me, Danger. You know me as Cecil F- uh, Finnegan, everybody's least favorite shark boy. Um, theme is my dad. My dad is the theme. Uh, Daniel J is a pretty cool dude. Um, He's never going to hear this because my parents tried listening to our podcast once and complained that we banter too much. So, ah, my parents said that we swear too much. Yeah, that's so rude. My parents are used to (laughs) me swearing too much. But anyway, shout out Daniel to our Patreon to demand an apology from (laughs) shout shout out to Mister Danger as Graham's parents know him. (laughs) That's still kicking around, thank God. That's still how I have him saved in my phone now. <laughs> um, and I'm Graham, playing Fen, and my dad, Greg, will also never hear this because I've never told my parents that I do this. Whoa. It's pretty rad. A self-hating you know, podcaster. That's crazy. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, I, uh, I've been saving a story you for you guys. embarrassed of us? I'm embarrassed of me. <laughs> are you ashamed of i me? would be <laughs> you know what's funny okay so i i've been holding on to a story for you guys and okay and this is like the most appropriate time for it and i don't anyway this was not planned it just popped into my mind so uh about a week to maybe like a month ago i don't know the the concept of time is weird my dad sends me uh this message and he's like hey jared i was just going through like my old ipod and i found this song that i wrote for you um when you were like 18 and you just came back from uh from school or whatever and you were just kind of like sleeping all day and he wrote me a song that he literally titled get a job and he sent it to me, and it's just this like piano. That's Dude, it's hilarious. You know what's funny though is I have Can we it. Put it on I'm, our Patreon. I'm. I literally asked my dad <laughs> if I could use that and like talk about it on the podcast and he was like i'd be honored and i was like dude i was like my friends are just gonna fucking grill me for getting 18 years old just fucking like sleeping till two get a job (laughs) look at me now (laughs) look at me now anyway uh you know i don't know how we're gonna do this intro but somehow i just i'm gonna take that track jobs Oh yeah, there you go. Just look at look at me now. Anyway, uh, 
I'll just do like a really long intro theme where my dad, I think I'm just going to take the song and just have it start around there. Just have this really long get a job song playing in the background. Just imagine my father in our house in, in Essex Junction, Vermont, and he's just playing this thinking about how I'm sleeping until two o'clock in the morning. And now I'm just kind of rambling, which of course is why people don't like our podcast, right? But anyway, I need something to play while, uh, no, no, yeah, just, I'll, just my parents. It's okay. Just your parents. <laughs> well, I just figured, you know, since the song's kind of long, we needed to ramble for a while, but uh, yeah, I think it's probably enough rambling. Do we get the intro, please? Can we get the intro, please, in here? Woo, woo, woo. All right, all right. This is the intro yeah. sheriff, by the way. Fuck. <laughs> oh, fuck, he's got okay. a gun! Oh, God! No, bad timing! Bad timing! Bad timing! We're beginning the session. And for today, I uh, I had a little bit of, of a thought. I had a little bit of an idea. And I was thinking that, you know, because we kind of had, like, some father-themed thing happen at the last session, which resulted in, uh, you know, our, our dear characters screaming in anger and frustration, you know, maybe about Gardalock or maybe about their dads. Who knows? But I was thinking that we would do a little flashback to young Hannibal and young Fenimore and young Cecil and see, you know, what it what was it like for them with their daddios, you know, or, or their parental figures and, and see what that's like. So I was thinking that we could start by doing a dice roll to see who goes first. Um, do you guys want to go lowest first or highest first? I don't care. Highest first. Dealer's highest choice, first. Mr. Manager. Okay. Mr. Manager. Okay. I didn't care either. Okay. That's why I asked you. All right. Roll a dice. Three. Just one, right? Ten. Eight. Of course. That means... Save the best for first. Save the best for first. Okay, so we're going to be starting <laughs> with a Hannibal Iron Tusk, who we all know has very loving and supporting family, uh, or yeah. a very loving and supporting family, uh, child of Babar and Celeste. Uh, mm -hmm. We never really established what your parents do for work, so um, I kind of just came up with it, if that's elephant cool with you. Stuff. They do well, elephant stuff. they're retired now. Well, they're retired now because Hannibal's yeah. an old man. But when he was a child, they were working. And yeah. Hannibal, I came up with the Probably idea like that a you're... a stonemason or something. I don't know. That's literally the idea that I came up with. Wow. Hannibal, your father, Babar... Did you really? Is that what you... I, this wasn't planned. People are going to think that I'm lying. Anyway, so no, Hannibal... No, I was just off the cuff. Off the cuff. It's like, what do we know yeah. about Stonehall? They're stonemasons. Yeah. Creative. Like, Imagine that. Stones? <laughs> yeah. Dude, Mason. so here's the thing. Uh, Babar and, and Babar Iron Tusk is from a long line of stonemasons. And basically your, your family helped like build the city. And like the, you know, like every time that you walked the, walked around, like you've got really, really high, high walls of these impressively built, like polished stone marble cities. Um, and every time you walk around, your, your father, Babar, would always proudly tell you about how, you know, grandpa, such and such, and uh, how all of your, your family essentially helped oh build God, this amazing. Oh my God, I know. You, You've heard it like a million times. Um, you know, we're mostly focusing on, uh, what, what does your mom do just so that we, so that we have like a more well-rounded thing? Doctor. She's a doctor. Fuck yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. So Celeste, I'll just include that. 
So she, yeah, you know, there's a lot of injuries when you're lugging around these big stones in, yeah. uh, we start off, uh, as he's, he's bringing you around and he's showing you this like shipment of, of stones. <laughs> now, son, can we get uh, breakfast at the as cafeteria? We, I will have to wait until, wait until lunch to get some food. But if you look in your pocket, I think your uh, mom put in, put in some muffins. I don't got want you. that. Okay. Well, I want well, this uh, special Stone Hall cafeteria breakfast. The, the special breakfast. All right. Um, hey, hey guys, uh, we're going to take a, twi- a quick, quick 10. We forgot to grab breakfast this morning. Uh, you know, just, uh, start unloading the stones. There's like a massive pallet of, of like these huge stones that have been lugged in from the quarry. And like they start kind of like, uh, just, just organizing everything and taking it off of this, this big fucking cart. And you guys instead make your way to a, a cafeteria. And it's like this really big, uh, big room that has kind of like a, a round ceiling it's like this big thing and there's actually like all of these uh these things etched into it kind of like uh just historical historical uh, depictions of all of these cool wars and all of it, the stuff that's more relevant to your interests but your father just starts kind of blabbing on and telling you all about how long this has been here and uh for what it, what's for breakfast today Devin at the at the stone hall uh cafeteria a bagel there's bagels oh of course is is, is Hannibal a picky eater as a child no no, he's not a picky eater. A bagel but he just, sandwich. He just needs food. He needs fuel. So, son, uh, we, we've got bagels here. They get them brought in every day. Do you do you want like maybe a sandwich or? Yeah, what, I want what an everything bagel breakfast sandwich. Oh, everything. You know that they say that whenever you do everything, everything gets on every kind of bagel. But uh, you know, I like them that way too. Like father, like son. Yeah. Um and. Uh, you guys go and you pick up your bagels and you sit down on like a pretty high table for you because you're still like a child at this point. And uh, he just starts telling you, you know, son, when I was your age, uh, my father always would take me around here and he showed me about how to the tricks of the trade. And uh-huh. and I'm, I just love what I do and I want to share uh-huh. that with you. So have you ever thought about what you want to be when you grow up? Yeah. What do you want to be when you grow up? I want to go on adventures, see the world. Wow. Okay. Uh, roll a roll a sense. Uh, you can use your current stats. Yeah, you don't notice like a look on his face, and he kind of just uh, it, it. He looks down to you, and he says, "Well, you know, whatever it is that you want to do with your life, son, I I'm gonna always be." Me and your mom, we're going to be real supportive of everything that you do. And if that's what you want to do, just make sure yeah. that just make sure that you, you know, you come back to visit every once in a while. And just wherever you go, uh, you know, whether you're a stonemason or whether you're a big warrior, don't go anywhere without your trusty hammer. All right. I won't. You got it, kiddo. You know what we um, always it, say? Yeah. What is it that we always say? Tell me. It's hammer time. <laughs> Yeah, you know, that's my that's what, what we've time always is said. It? Hammer time all the time. Um, yeah, and he kind of like uh he gets that's a little bit quiet motto. there. It is our it's our family motto, and you know, uh I, I'm just glad that, that you can bring that one along with you. 
with whatever you do. And he kind of gets a little bit quiet for a while as he's like eating the food and uh, oh, he waits for you to finish. Eat breakfast in peace. Yeah, he he kind of like gazes away um, and kind of thinking about how, you know, you're you're just a child. You just to, to, to the audience, he's thinking like, well, he's just a kid. Kids want to do crazy stuff. You know, when he grows up, I'm sure, you know, he'll come to his senses and get into the stonemasonry like like the rest of his family. Um, and uh, I, after, do have after, a, I do get a pet stone. That's sort of so the same. It's true. Um, and you guys, uh, you got, you do end up getting a pet stone. So you bring this with you. So you guys get back, uh, after, after you do your breakfast and, uh, he starts like showing you kind of, uh, what, what he does. And he's like designing this building for like a, what's it for Devin? The, what's the building for? New hospital. Okay. So you guys are designing a new hospital and it's a huge construction and it's been going on for like a year and a half. And he's showing you kind of like how they're doing all of these things. And I feel like the more he talks to you about this, like, do you care about it? Like, I feel like, yeah, you kind of are like trying to be interested, but this is just not your jam. And he starts to like sense it when he's talking to you, but he still tries to like get through to you and you kind of spend your day doing this and this is sort of just like this will be your thing this this will be your uh your flashback you and your father babar building this new hospital where he learns that you are not going to follow in the family footsteps and you're instead going to be a super badass warrior like the fucking heroes of legend and we move on to fenimore gale deep fenimore me. uh fenimore yeah, that is that. you top that dude i can't (laughs) it's not possible so um what we know about fenimore is that uh you kind of stowed away at at the age of i think you said it was seven seven or eight something like that seven or eight you were like a very young child because you've always had this call for adventure and like the desire to be out on the sea um we haven't really established that much about what your home life was like um but other than that, you have very supportive and loving uh, family. So uh, your mother's name is Fenisandra, and she's like this retired sailor of sorts who who is now a mother who knits knits clothing for a living. And uh, you have a stepfather. What's his? What's your stepfather's name? Oh, his name's Franklin. Franklin. Oh man, uh, Franklin. That's so good. Franklin is like the most boring guy in the world. He's like an accountant and he's super (laughs) nice, but he can't help but be incredibly boring. And you've always felt this way around about him. You want to go out and do stuff and just the way that he talks, everything is so monotone and dry. And it's like almost annoying to you trying to understand what your mother sees in this person. And like, uh, you are kind of acting out in school a little bit in otter school you guys are in the bar uh, city of river. in That's otter utterly school. atrocious i can't believe you would behave <laughs> all like right that. fucking 
Yeah, so basically, just to kind of set the scene a little bit, you guys are in the barge city of River's Rest, and essentially what that is, is there's like a number of boats that are essentially like tied together, and occasionally they will like be moved around, um, but the the whole city floats around and moves around the, the world at diver- different times of the year. And um, you are called to the principal's office. What did you do to get in trouble? Mm-hmm. I was writing my my pirate manifesto, but I forgot to label it specifically. So it just said my manifesto at the top, and that set off some alarm bells. Sorry, I'm writing this down. Is this like fiction stuff? No, no, it's going to be my rule book when I'm on a boat. Okay, and I assume that some of it is a little bit not school appropriate. Like, what kind of things do you have in there that might have got you in trouble? You always have a weapon. Okay. It's probably a dangerous one. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, you're called to the, uh, your teacher finds this because you like leave it open. You're a, you're a kid, you know, you're going yeah, about doing stuff. Out of class or you something. guys, you guys were on recess. Let's say that you got, you had like recess or something and you're, but you left your book open and your teacher like came across it and started reading it. And as she continued, like she became more and more concerned. <laughs> so, uh, she tells the principal and you were called to the office with your mother, uh, Fenisandra, as well as Franklin your stepfather and they sit you down and uh the principal's name is principal morris uh principal morris is like this really old as dirt uh otter woman and she's got like she the way that she her posture is she's like kind of it's like gravity is starting to take over and like she doesn't (laughs) stand up perfectly straight she's always got like her hair up in a bun and she's kind of like it's like her face too has just begun drooping down um but despite this kind of appearance she's always had this like very cheery um, kind of personality to her and kind of like a, a grandmotherly sort of like, I'll bake you a, a pie because I love you so much kind of thing going on. And she's just like, I'm Graham. Uh, sorry. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I just somehow I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Uh, so, um, Fenimore, uh, we've come across some disturbing, uh, writing, uh, fictional writing, I believe, that you may have been keeping. Uh, I believe it's titled, and she, like, pulls the thing out, and what, what was it called? Just My Manifesto. My Manifesto, uh, and it says a few things in here that seem a bit troubling. Um, for instance, this part here, when in an armed conflict, make sure that you stab the other guy before he stabs you. Um, these seem to be a bit troubling. We've always taught, use your words. Um, and just, I want to know, maybe is something going on at home? What's, what's, why did you write this book, Fenimore? Well, it's it's not a book. It's a well. I guess it's a book. It's a rule book for when I leave home and go on a boat. Why? Oh, oh, okay. So when what when you grow up, you want to be a sailor? Yeah. Okay. Um, but like a cool your mother, sailor, not a boring one. Like my your mother dad. gives you this look, and she's just like, "Then when you get old enough to make your own decisions." I will gladly support anything that you do. But while you live under our roof, you are going to do your studies and you're going to be a good little boy. 
don't write these manifestos and just focus on being the best student that you can be so that you're equipped for what life has in store for you when you're a child. And she kind of just gives you this death stare. And your mother's kind of just this, like, she's got, like, a scar on her jaw, and uh, she's wearing, like, knitted clothing, and she has, like, some knitting needles that she has on her waist. And, like, <laughs> she, get, she gets interrupted by, like, this very, like, almost like dopey looking otter who just has this very like dead looking face uh and that's franklin and he's like now fenimore we we only just want what's best for you and you know if you want to be you know if you want to be a sailor i just think that you know that's just great there kiddo but you know uh i think that you're just saying it sounds like you're a little bit confused you know with everything that's going on so yeah, just tell me you, you know what 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 is what's this all about there kiddo i i'm bored in everyday life you pointing at franklin would not understand oh that hurts me real deep and your mother just looks at you and is just like <sighs> all right so here's the deal you're grounded obviously and you're not to write in this book anymore um i'll just start again what's that and she kind of like looks at you and it just like snaps <laughs> and she's like quiet don't embarrass me in front of your principal <laughs> I, I don't have a follow-up it's i fine. i'll take care of this okay principal morris um I'm, I'm glad you brought this to my attention and uh <laughs> we cut we end that scene there with your uh supportive yet maybe overbearing parents um and we cut back to the three of you guys in Bjornfjord just exiting the mouth of the of the of the massive cave as you guys have left the area having been robbed of the divine spark by the order of Eula Yes Are you getting ahead of yourself Dude lol I completely forgot <laughs> I think I also just said the word law. We don't need to go over it. And everybody yeah. hates Cecil, so and everybody he doesn't yeah, count. No, no one cares I, about I your count to three. This is That's actually legitimately very embarrassing. Thank you for cutting me off, Danger. Anyway, <laughs> no I make worries. mistakes sometimes. Anyway. <laughs> no worries. Anyways. No worries. Yeah, it's you like just completely I'm... forgot about me. Whatever. <laughs> uh, the worst DM award goes to... I'm just, we need to leave that whole thing in, right? Because that's super embarrassing. Yeah, yeah anyway. Like, obviously. Make sure you leave in when you called me Get Graham instead of Fenimore, too. That's yeah. important. That's oh, key. Don't the fix worst. any of it. Don't, don't fix yeah, anything. Yeah, we never do. This yeah, episode anyway. will be Make completely us look unedited. As dumb as possible. <laughs> that's the goal. going to be unedited. Okay. So, thank you. Uh, that's embarrassing as fuck. Anyway, so <laughs> we cut back instead to the Dreadwood Isles. Um, a young Cecil Finnegan. Uh, I, I would imagine you probably dressed in somewhat of like clean clothing, like you don't get out and play all that much. Well, maybe, maybe something yeah. to those effects. Definitely like uh, baggy, formal clothing. Um, different, uh, different like nets that kind of tie and connect the the flowy like robe like garments. And Cecil's got green hair, right? That's like a thing. Uh, it's, it's, uh, a multitude of colors. Uh, it's like, <laughs> okay. uh, seaweed. Uh, so it's, I it's various different colors. 
okay seaweed hair i feel like it's probably like one of those like dopey kid haircuts though right is it like a bowl cut <laughs> is it like a I middle part say it's like a bowl cut but i would definitely <laughs> okay. say it's more of like a at at this stage in his life i'd say maybe like high fade a very small uh you know quaff okay all right you know, so not you know the little kid haircut <laughs> it's the other one it's the it's the other one okay. besides bowl cut and shaved yeah i guess you've got three options i don't know my experience as a child is just having really really embarrassing haircuts so i guess maybe that's a me thing anyway um, yeah i no, had a I think blonde a mullet a until i was thing. four my guy don't worry <laughs> so what we know about cecil is cecil is one of the children one of the many children actually of a rock who is the great shark of the Dreadwood Isles, basically like essentially for all intents and purposes, like the king more or less of, of their, their government system. Uh, it's, there's like a, a thing every 20 years, I think. And whoever wins the, the thing becomes the, uh, great shark. So your father is like this super badass, macho, ripped great shark. And you have a mother named Safira, who is kind of the opposite in a lot of ways like she uh, you, i think you said she was like the singer in a band she's like you know yes. very by yeah before her and my father met she was a singer uh like just at a local band and played at the local bar uh mm-hmm. and, you know she would get drunk and beat people up who would uh who would try and hit on her or try and grope her or anything you know Ah, gonna hear that yes. gross shit that men do at bars. Gnarly. She, uh, she also will say is like very well educated and kind of just like tells you all of these cool stories when you're a kid. That oh, yeah. You, you know, just like barred background stuff. And, uh, yeah. So basically, uh, there is, uh, an outing that's planned where your father, Iraq, is going to be taking uh, the kids, basically you, your older sister, Opal, your younger brother, Vincent, and your other, your younger sister, Coraline, and you all are, uh, basically going on an outing with a number of your friends. Uh, your father is basically yeah. taking you along to teach you survival skills. It's gonna be uh, a you know. rockin' camping trip, dude. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's called, what, what should it be called? Should we do an Iraq pun? Oh, a yeah. Rock of course. Hard. <laughs> a rock A rock in a hard place. A rock to remember. <laughs> uh, a rock around the Great Isle. That's so fucking funny. Um, so basically, <laughs> we'll say uh, it doesn't have a name, but basically, as you guys are doing the trip, all of the kids are joking about what it's called, and you yeah, guys said we're on, absolutely just clowning. What, what, was, what was the one that you said? A rock to, um, a, a, a rock around the Great Isle. So, um, yeah, so you guys go out, uh, and there's like a big dormant volcano in the center of the, uh, the island that you live on. And it's kind of like, in terms of the general vibe, you know, you've got like palm trees and beaches, um, as well as kind of like occasionally you'll see these strange rock formations. Um, it looks like this kind of weird blue and sometimes orange, uh, kind of, I think you called it opalite uh, mm-hmm. back in season one. So you see that occasionally um, around the area, but you guys are kind of like going um, around and up this kind of volcano uh, to go ahead and look in it and do you and learn some survival skills along the way. Um, and 
we'll say it's kind of honestly like I'm I'm thinking like Boy Scouts ish kind of thing or like uh-huh. the Scouts or whatever. Totally. Uh, and uh, what would Cecil be like in this situation? Would Cecil if, have even wanted to go? Uh. Probably not, but he understands his familial obligation because of the position his dad is in. All right. And um, so of your family, basically, Vincent and Coraline are like very young at this point. Like they're yeah. essentially like barely like one of them. I'd say toddler. they're like probably like three and four. Like they're, they, they're able to walk young. on their own, you know? Yeah. As sharks We're, do. As sharks yeah. do. Where, whereas uh, you're, I would say, probably like, like uh, nine young, or ten, nine and or I would ten. assume that Opal is probably like a teenager. Yes. I was going to say she's probably like 14 or so. Yeah. But Opal is like, as this, as you guys are doing these things, I would say, like, do you, it's probably awkward for Cecil to do some of these skills just because it's not really your jam. And she kind of like is walking you through the whole thing. Like she's a, you have a very good relationship with Opal because she's the best. And yeah, she's helping me out. Do you, do you despise her for being so good at things? No, not at all. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, she's always been like nothing but like great to you. And honestly, everyone fucking loves Opal. You can even tell like how, how proud her your father is of her uh-huh. and like but it doesn't make you frustrated or whatever you're just happy for her because she's your sister yeah like he looks back at the whole situation and he's not even glaring at us like you know i'm i'm doing it right with her instruction you know it's everything a proud dad could want right <laughs> so the activity that you guys first do here um after you guys have like sp- not first but you guys do things like making fire and working on some of your like affinity abilities and seeing what you guys are good at um and you guys are going to be making ores because you know it's that's basically just a, a dreadwood isles thing everyone needs to know how to make an ore you need to know how to get around and do those things so um this would be you making your f- first ore uh is probably out of wood what what's it like my dude um so i would probably like uh you know try and cut down uh like a good chunk of the tree that i like the most after spending a long uh a, 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 an unnecessarily long time picking it out i start going about fashioning the handle um and then i would go about the process of pulling the raw opalite out of um out of the, you know, mouth of the volcano as, uh, our father shows us. I would try and do everything step by step according to, uh, the way I was Traditions. Told. Yeah. Yes. As much um, as I can. Yeah. And, uh, as you're doing this, like, opal as she always is is like a fucking natural like she's she's like just doing this all like everything instinctively comes naturally to her like smoothing everything out and polishing and at certain times she kind of like helps you kind of just getting the dimensions right you're still pretty young so it's like understandable that this would be hard for you Mm -hmm. um she's a little bit older it comes a bit easier and when you're done yeah i I assume this wouldn't be her first no no she's done it before yeah, she's she's helping. And your father, like the whole time, he's pretty distant and quiet. Um, he's he says a lot without saying a lot, if mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Sure. Um, oh, yeah, totally. You can see a lot <laughs> in the uh, angry wrinkles on his face. 
Yeah, he's got very expressive eyebrows. Uh-huh. Um, he's got really expressive <laughs> rows of teeth. Yeah, rows of teeth. Yeah. <laughs> um, and <laughs> uh, make a let's do a style check just to see style how dope baby. it is. Use your current stats. Uh, it's a two out of seven, my dude. It's it's incredible. Your first try, like with the guidance and everything, you do a pretty good job. Like even mm-hmm. the way that you inlay the opalite, mm-hmm. it's pretty good. And nice. uh, you guys know that you're going to be using these uh, in the following day to do like a, a team sport um, in which you use oars to hit a ball. Essentially, it's like a three versus three game where you hit a ball through these like raised hoops. Um, and basically that, that's essentially the game. And you guys are uh, going to be playing it together. Um, and as the next day comes, uh, are you going to try to there? Everyone's picking teams. Do you try to be on a team with your sister? Yeah, obviously. Okay. Nice. So uh, you guys have a third person uh, on your team. Your other two siblings are too young. What's the oh, person's yeah. name? Um, let's go with Albert. What a good name. I'm just basically rolling a D12 for how cool is Albert. Yeah. Four. Albert He's four cool. He's four um, cool. He is kind of like sort of I was going to describe him as dorky looking like he's not very muscular. He definitely hasn't hit a growth spurt yet. He's got his hair kind of not as nice looking as yours. He's basically everything I described earlier. His Uh hair is in a bowl cut, but it's split in the middle and it kind of just looks really dopey. His pants are pulled up too high Uh and he's kind of just like. But he's real nice. You know, he's got a good personality. Um, And the three of you guys are on the same team playing uh, playing or ball. (laughs) Could you think of a better name than that? Water polo. Uh, Water polo. Orbit. (laughs) Water polo. (laughs) Yeah, let's call it oars. Anyway, you guys are playing (laughs) oars. uh, And uh, (laughs) uh, we'll just do a few rolls here um, just to to determine it. I'm going to be the the enemy team. You've got like one big older uh, (laughs) older guy on the other team um, who is like super duper muscular and probably like 14. And then you've got like two... I'm thinking like crab and goyle, basically. <laughs> you just have like got the fucking those dudes. Uh, and okay. Uh, what do you want me to, what, what stat am I rolling here? Uh, do an agility and a strength. That was what I was going opposed? with. Yeah, let's do an opposed. Uh, I got a 12 on my strength and I got an eight on my agility. Unless you want me to add the stat. No, no, no that's fine. Um, yeah, so I had them roll. I'm going to do one more just because we said it's 3v3. So, uh, on their team, uh, we're going to say the one big hulky guy and then the two henchmen. Uh, that's just how my, it's working in my mind. Uh-huh, sure. The big, big bulky guy is like pretty fucking good and he totally just decks out El- Albert and he gets just knocked down like immediately. Wind knocked out of him and you see, <gasps> oh no, Albert, are you all right? I can't breathe. Ah! Um, and uh, basically, uh, the um, the really hulky dude goes up and he smacks this like kind of like soccer ball sized uh rock essentially really really hard, and it goes flying and uh and hits this hoop to get a, a point. And uh, your sister. Opal walks up to Albert and kind of just checks on him to make sure it's okay. And it's like, 
part of the reason that you guys lost that point there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, the next, the next round comes and you guys end up scoring and let's just do it opposed to see how the whole game goes. Cause I don't really want to describe the rest totally of it. Totally fine. <laughs> essentially. Yeah. What do you want? Opal's really good. And you're doing, you're holding your own is essentially what's happening. Right. Uh, agility and strength again. Cool. All right, baby. I rolled two ones, so getting to add an additional one is a three. Um, Rad. And then I rolled a 12 again on my agility. So three strength, 12 agility. Fortunately, though, you're aided by your other team, one of which is Opal, who is fucking owning. She, Uh uh, as soon... As soon as, uh, the Hulk guy, the hulking guy does this cheap shot against Albert, she, she just totally decks him and lays him out. And he does yeah. one of those flip over the back things with a hip check. And the guy just completely falls over embarrassed. And he just looks really, really angry. And the rest of the game, Says honestly, it's kind right, of punk. It's kind of terrifying because when you say that, he looks at you and snarls and he's got like these multiple Can I rows of back sh- at him. Yeah, go for it. I'm going to make a charisma check. It's a three out of six, and I snarl back at him. He, his uh, gaze kind of narrows, and he just kind of looks away and gets back to the game, uh-huh. trying to instead speak with his, his or play. Yeah, and you guys sure. are playing this game, and uh, you guys end up scoring a couple goals, through, uh, mainly aided by you doing relatively well i don't know if you've ever played this game before but you're not that bad at it but opal is just obviously as she's good at everything fucking killing it and you end up uh winning the game after a a close match um and uh opal looks down to you and she's like uh what does opal's voice sound like how how do you envision it you know i'm not sure go with uh go with your heart my my dude Let's see. I'm just like, okay. Sorry. Maybe slightly similar to your voice. Uh, but. Yeah, like if you do like a female taco from Taz. Oh, okay. Um, I, I will try. Um, uh, great game. Uh, you did very good. Very good. And I'm very proud of you. It's exquisite. Oh, well, well, thanks, sis. Uh, uh, uh yes. You killed naturally, um, of oh, course. Well, we have a lot to live up to, and yes. uh, Father well, does not like to be disappointed. I'm I'm glad Albert's okay. Poor chap. Yes. Well, anyway, um, I'm I'm glad we won, but I could really use a rest. I I, I hope oh, we don't have many more yes. matches today. Well, um, I I d- I don't think that we will. I think that all that's left to do is go to the uh, top of the volcano. So uh, I suppose that's what we'll be doing. Anyway, oh, right, little brother, then. I'm very proud of you. Thanks, sis. Father, um, mm, sorry, father does not always. Yes, father does not always show it very well, but you're a great little brother. So thank you for that. Let's go. All right. Eh? And she, uh, she kind of, I, I, I'm envisioning her as kind of like somewhat tall, but soft spoken with a little British kind of thing going on. I guess I'm not sure if that was the vibe, but she kind of like brings you along. And after the, the match, everyone's kind of like licking their wounds. Uh, some people have been taken to like an infirmary, including, uh, Albert, who just was wrecked immediately. Um, and you guys go, 
<laughs> his poor ribs, you know, shark ribs, man. It's where the gills go. Um, <laughs> and uh, you guys uh, make it up to the top and uh, your father, a rock kind of like looks at you guys. Um, and he like points to the rest uh, of the islands and says, one day, one of you will be the great shark like me. The responsibility weighs heavy, and I trust that you will take the burden seriously. And he, like, looks to all of you guys, and he just has this kind of, like, piercing gaze to him. And he's like, when you're ready, I will be down at the foot of the volcano. We're done for today. Goodbye. Um, and uh, that's where that's where that scene's going to end. Uh, sorry for almost uh, forgetting you guys, but that your little sporting event with your sister, <laughs> Opal, uh, who you have a very close relationship with. Yeah. So you guys each have like your little flashback. Uh, this is kind of like a memory sort of like general thing going on with your with your uh, parents. And you guys have uh, exited the cave uh, in Bjornfjord, having uh, just realized, you know, that the, the true treasure that you were actually looking for, um, the, the divine spark of sorts, uh, was actually a, a father's love and not a massive amount of crocane. Um, and you guys, I think you were actually Sad. yelling in frustration about Gardalock and annoyance and just you have your each so, of like, you kind of yeah. I mean, about. sure, but at the same time, we still got there. At the same time, we just <laughs> we just now need to find a way to find get disguises ourselves and dress up like Gardalock, because then he'll come out to try and confront us, True. and then we won't have to wait for the fucking gotcha moment. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking asshole. Uh, uh, oh, Look at me, I'm Gardalock. La 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 uh, let's turn Gardalock sucks a lot of cock into a song. Now it's going to be really awkward if I don't do it, isn't it? It's okay. You guys are uh, kind of on the shoreline in northern Bjornfjord. Um, there is kind of a long winding path that leads you back up to the city, or um, there is also uh, kind of like a docking area uh, that has like a, a weird water mechanic, hydraulic kind of thing that lifts up a platform to the top if you would like to go up that way. Not sure where you're trying to go here. Well, well gentlemen, where, where should we head? Should we go to the Adventurers Guild and check in about what we've found yeah they they did tell us to try and find the the bear spirit which we did so they'd probably want to know that yeah all right then yeah we'll do that so yeah we're gonna head there first 
Okay. Uh, which way do you go? Are you going to go up like the dock area or are you guys just going to walk along the path? I would walk whatever the quickest path is. Okay. Um, that's probably going up. Well, it's less work for sure. Going up the kind of hydraulic thing. Uh Um, so, uh, you backtrack a little bit, um, across to kind of like the other side of that massive mouth. Um, and like in a bit of a way is there's kind of, uh, a kind of a wood platform essentially. And like something drops down behind you, cutting off like the water and like a, a, a torrent, like a waterfall comes down on the sides of you, uh, filling the room and th- your platform kind of like rises up like in, uh, uh, what the fuck was that movie? <laughs> Journey to the center of the earth only instead of a volcano. Have you guys ever thought of that would literally like fucking kill you? Like if you get shot up by a volcano at like a hundred miles an hour. Anyway, so you no, guys be fine. Pyroclastic flows don't hurt at all. Yeah, it's true. Like if the lava didn't kill you, you yeah, know, fuck, the fucking fuck lava. The, it, it, the landing would kill you. Anyway, don't need to poke holes into timeless classics, but uh, you guys, uh, no, Jules Verne th- sucks shit, and it's time everyone knows that. But luckily, <laughs> we're talking about it. Journey to the Center of the Earth, so we can talk as much shit as we want. <laughs> yeah. uh, Brendan Fraser, what a delightful lead. Oh, um, oh I my, love my the mistake. Mummy. I thought you were talking about the book. I'm sorry. I mean, wasn't it remade as a movie as well? I think it's been made like 30 times. Like, I've read the book, but I was pr- a kid. Anyway, sorry. I'm, is that even I'm Jules getting Verne, away or is that Arthur Conan Doyle? Now I, I don't, don't even know. I know, dude. Uh, whatever. Brendan Fraser made it. It's fine. Anywho, I googled it because I had to know. <laughs> yeah, it's Jules Verne. Okay. And anyway, so <laughs> that was going to bother me. So I'm sorry that I just like fucking abruptly stopped. Um, so you guys reach uh, the top area, and uh, there's kind of like a docking area. You see a number of like ships that have been raised by these ropes, and they're kind of like uh, like set up in uh kind of like a dangling format in this massive cavernous room uh and there's like an exit that leads to like the cobbled streets uh, of Bjornfjord and you see uh the the log cabin type houses on either side and you guys can see in the distance that there is a uh you know massive uh building of course that's the adventurers guild and roll a roll a sense just the three of you guys Hey, pass. I'm going to use my uh, point of inspiration or here. Two out of three. Ahead Fuck and re-roll. yeah. The guard lock sucks a lot of cocks on it. Yeah. <laughs> and I blackjacked. Look at hey. that. Hell yeah. Um, so you guys see there seems to be a bit of smoke rising in the distance, kind Uh-oh. of beyond uh, the, the Adventurer's Guild, oh, following okay. the road um, to the east a bit, uh, kind of like east and a little bit south. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm you sorry, can you repeat of, that again? You see smoke um, in the distance, in the southeast, uh, and you hear, like, faintly the sound of a distant commotion, people yelling. Uh, there seems to be something going on to the southeast, uh, probably not super far, because you're able to see the smoke from where you are. Can we, you, you all see can we tell smoke, where right? the smoke's from? Yeah, but what the hell's on fire? Roll an intelligence, just to kind of remember the layout of the city. Two out of three. Eleven out of five? Wait a minute. Eleven out of four. Excuse me. Oh, it's worse, in fact. Yeah, it, it's, oh, yeah, it's like you're a scholar, too, so you ah, get the walls. Uh, so, Cecil, you remember pretty specifically that that's the general uh-huh. direction of the Celestial Bear ter- Church, where Cargus is. 
Gentlemen, I that's the the church. I think we should go check it out. The jerky church? Yes. Oh and no. The orphanage. Uh-huh. The, the very one. I start sprinting. All right, let's let, let let's go. You guys begin running towards the Celestial Bear Church in kind of just like a state of panic almost, like what's going on? There's a bunch of kids there that you guys like really like, um, and you've given them tons of jerky and, you know, and as you uh, make your way there, you see it looks like the fucking thing was cratered, like just the whole building just completely shattered. Like it looks like some like it, it just collapsed in on itself. And there's like a bloody mess. You see like a number of just like tiny little children's bodies just fucking f- like not flayed. That's the wrong word. Just like discombobulated and exploded out in the front plaza area where the last time you were here, you saw them playing. Um, and you see, uh, Schneebly's corpse as well as Tiberius dead on the ground. And Cargus is just sitting there in tears, crying as like a, a couple of members Car- from Cargus. Cargus, what happened here? I don't know. I don't know. It all happened so suddenly. Uh, there's like, uh, people from like the protection branch you see like those uh members of like the town guard in like the light blue mm-hmm. armor um and he's just like he's sitting there with one of his uh you know he's he's what kind of hat is he wearing uh does it matter um he's wearing uh he's wearing a, a very tall Abe Lincoln hat right now for some reason um and he's like I I, d- I don't know what happened uh it, all of a sudden I was sitting there and I just, the children's head exploded. And I looked at another one and the child's head exploded. I, I don't know. It's a bizarre. And I looked back and the, the house began collapsing in on itself. I ran out here and told the children to come with me, but their heads started exploding. I don't understand. I don't understand. And he's just like breaking into tears, just bawling his eyes out. Literally every other member that you guys have seen there is dead. I would uh, give Cargus a hug as he's crying and co- comfort him and look back at the guys and just kind of mouth like, what the fuck? <laughs> and and then I mouth, you don't think. And then I mimic like me pretending to shoot myself in the head, like referencing us killing all of the frog uh, frogs of the Schmoobioli family <laughs> as this. Oh, <laughs> my eyes widen. It's just like, oh, no. <laughs> you don't think we just pulled an Anakin Skywalker, do you? I profusely shake my head. Nah, no way. Uh-uh. Gardalock did this. <laughs> as you I'll roll go with to g- that, too. <laughs> as, so, Cecil, as I you go to give him... It as you go to give give him a hug he Smells he begins bad. just weeping into your into your uh chest of course it just like yeah. you can feel like a stream of tears just rolling down this poor man's face who's like just like a nice genuine man who just has devoted his life to taking care of wayward children and orphans you see Not the anymore. dead bodies of of uh schneebly the kind of useless bumbling idiot from uh the Sheffield fields the deer and you 
you know, he, he came here uh, as a mercenary with uh, Hannibal way back in the day and stuck around to take care of the kids with Tiberius. And they're both just dead. Like literally they're like, it looks like as if their head has been exploded off of their body and they're just there on the ground. And he's just like fucking, uh, Cargus is sitting there with a thousand yard stare. Like, what can we do? What can I? He just keeps like muttering to himself, like completely in shock, not knowing what to do with the situation. And these like members of the of the protection branch are like trying to like haul pieces of the broken like wood and stone to try to get in and see if there are any survivors. Like desperately, uh, yeah. What are you guys doing? Uh, I guess I I feel like I would be kind of stuck in my current comforting pose. Mm-hmm. I feel like yeah. we wouldn't really be letting up anytime soon, so I would kind of nudge for the two of uh, the two of yeah. you to go check out inside. While you're getting, while you're being on. of comfort, I'm going to search through the uh, the viscera for clues. <laughs> the viscera, okay. Uh, yeah, so clue time. Let's solve a mystery. Uh, let's so split up and look through these kids' bodies for clues, gang. Split up. Okay, uh, so just to kind of describe the general area again, there's kind of like uh, a stone half wall that comes about up to like four feet or so high that kind of extends out with this sort of like open semi-enclosed plaza area. And there's like a big well in front of it. Um, and of course, in the entire area, it's very well maintained, save for the corpses and the body parts and the blood. Uh, roll a sense. Uh, as you try to examine the area. Hey, pass. Pass. Do any of you guys have, like, were there any kids in this orphanage that you were, like, specifically fond of? I know we never named any of them. No, if they didn't have a name, they don't matter. Okay. It's true. Okay, it's too late now. <laughs> little Timmy. Um, little Timmy. <laughs> I so, recognize lit- the shirt. This body was Little Timmy. Yeah, so there is... Of course, we only have one named orphan, of course, little Timmy. Uh, he was just oh, a tiny little, ele- All right. he was a tiny little elephant boy that always walked around with a play sword. Um, and he always was just like, you know, swinging it around and pretending to duel and, you know, playing, playing soldiers with, with everyone. And whenever, uh, whenever he saw you guys, he was always really excited that little Timmy. Um, of course he broke his leg recently. So, uh, you know, it wasn't, wasn't really getting around that quick. Um, but yeah, uh, you guys, uh, see a lot of dead bodies and honestly, it looks like their fucking heads were blown clean off. Like something just like pierced it. Some of them have like, uh, exploded kind of viscera coming out like of their brain goop. Um, but yeah, you don't see any survivors with the exception of Cargus. Didn't necessarily expect any. It's gotta be some kind of clue somewhere though. Hannibal, roll me a luck. Pass. Uh, What did you roll? A one. A one. Classic. Okay. Uh, Just then, you hear as uh, some of the protection branch people um, who are, like, lifting uh, these big, like, fucking logs up. They, like, lift, and you hear, like, a child's voice crying out. Um, And uh, (laughs) did I say that little Timmy was was a bear or an elephant? Did you I say remember. I don't know that you said either of those? What what is he? Because that's what they're that's who it is. I, what what race is he? Hannibal can pick. He he would care more. Yeah, Hannibal, this is your luck roll. 
Uh, what are the choices? Any of the existing races, except for Chameleon. What are they? Are there 12 of them? No, there's nine. The 12 oh, okay. Nine realms, got it. Yeah, roll, um, roll a d12 and just tell me what you roll. I'll, that's what I'll I tell you. to do. Okay. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five. <laughs> He's a wolf. <laughs> little Timmy is a tiny little wolf boy with a broken leg. Um, and We're trying see, to right our wrongs here. You see, um, as he pulls little Timmy out and he's got like soot all over his face and smoke and he's crying and like his leg is all sorts of broken and there's this big strong, uh, bear that pulls him out and it's like almost like in slow motion as like some of the, the smoke in the air is still just like permeating and kind of choking you guys. And, uh, he pulls him out and he's just like crying out. Uh, but it's unmistakably the tiny little wolf his his like his fur is just black with with smoke and little timmy with his broken leg uh comes out holding a piece of beef jerky <laughs> thank god Woo! And, he, <laughs> and he's like hannibal i i knew i knew you'd come to save me i knew it of course little timmy <laughs> yes i i tell me Tell me who did this, Timmy. Oh, I I don't know. We were just sitting. We were sitting and having Think breakfast. Think hard. Uh, what do you remember? Gonna... Sounds, smells, sights. Uh, I had him roll to keep it. He looks to you, um, with the through just like soaked eyes, and he says, "Well, we were having breakfast, and um, I looked over and." Billy's head exploded and we all stopped as there was <laughs> there was blood all over the walls and then and then I looked over and Carly's head exploded and then we <laughs> he just like starts crying and then he's like it's okay Timmy <laughs> and then the, the ceiling fell on Roger did you see his head exploded no. Did you see anyone you didn't recognize? I didn't see anyone. Did I just you hear somebody. any sounds you didn't recognize? It sounded like it sounded like a popping noise, like popping noise. Kind of like in the exploding. Uh, and he literally just like passes okay, out. That's enough he, like, for now, Timmy. You've done. You did a great job, and we're inducting you out. into the meat jerking beef boys. <laughs> You're an honor- honorary member now. I wake him up to tell him that, and then he can go back to sleep. Uh, you see, as you tell him that, his eyes, which were previously closed, just like open up like the tiniest sliver, and like his wolf-like face just has like a small grin in the corner of it before he <laughs> loses consciousness yet again. And they, uh, the people, um, the protection branch immediately start bringing him to an infirmary to take care of him for burns and horrendous, like uh, broken leg and all of the horrible shit that he that that currently just happened to him. But there's like a number of people in the distance that are still trying to pull bodies out, but so far there's nothing else. What happened here? Uh, who are you talking to? I'm just wondering out loud. <laughs> if someone wants to answer, they can. I mean, it's got to be Gardwalk. 
Gardalock. I can tell he was behind this. That cowardly piece of shit. Absolutely. There's no way that it's anybody else. It's so like Gardalock to pick on children because he knows I would kick the fucking shit out of him. (laughs) So uh, He's too afraid to come fight me, so he has to pick on children. Cargus is, uh, I forgot to mention, Cargus is like eight feet tall, so he's quite a bit larger than you, but he's still fucking, he's like bear hugging you, and he's just like bawling, and he keeps saying like, who could have done such a thing? This is horrible. Gardalock could have. Um, and, uh, a po- it's uh, the, o- it's the only answer that makes sense. Uh, that's true. Um, and Broderick uh, walks up to you guys. Um, you guys would have known him at least by name. You actually, sorry, you saw him one time, uh, I believe at least, uh, when the when the apocalypse was essentially occurring. Uh, Broderick Thickfur, who of course is like the head of the protection branch of the Adventurers Guild and kind of like the police chief of sorts in this area. And he's got like a little notepad and he's just like, were, were there any witnesses here? Um, was anybody? Did anybody see what happens? Does anyone? Does anyone know what went? What went on? Uh, the, the three of you. Do you no who's one knows. This? That's what oh, we're uh, trying we to figure out. Too. Our, we just got here. We weren't here ourselves. We got yes. here in the aftermath, Mister mm. Thickfur. Um, yes. But this just one here has seen everything. Which one? Oh, the one. Oh, this one. Yes. Okay, Cargus. The one okay. barely able to contain himself. Oh yes, the one that's that's hugging you. Sorry, I should have uh, known. Um, I go okay. back to kind of you know giving him a pat on the back while he's you know crying into me. Um, in uh, in your own words, uh, Cargus, could you could you please tell me uh, what has occurred here? Uh, did you did you see anything? Did you smell any strange noise? Strange smells? Did you hear any strange noises? Have you seen any people recently that have been uh, lurking around the area? Anyone that would have any reason to hurt you or the children? Um, and Cargus is just—he uh, kind of repeats back the same story through uh, through muffled sobs that are kind of just going into Cecil's shoulder as just like a <laughs> continuous drip of water just goes from his face onto your chest. Um, and he keeps telling the same story about people's heads exploding and blood everywhere. And it happened out of nowhere. He doesn't know why anyone would have done this. It makes no sense to him. And he's just crying horrendously. Um, some time passes as he kind of gives this uh, story. And um, Broderick kind of tells the the two of you guys, if you have um, uh, any information regarding uh, who could have done this uh, to the Celestial Bear Church and all of these children, um, please uh, come find me. Otherwise, uh, uh, you know, I I will uh, be doing my, the the Bjornfjord's best will be on the job to try to figure out what happened. Um, I can assure you that whoever has done this will be brought to justice and it will be done swiftly and mercilessly. And he kind of just like grimaces looking at all like the fucking carnage. And he kind of just turns away his head in kind of like a pained, uh, pained expression on his face. Uh, and he, uh, 
he goes in to put his report back at the Adventurers Guild. You guys are left to do your own uh, things. Um, Cargus has loosed his his grip, um, and he kind of has just kind of sat down, just waiting, um, not really with anywhere to go in this situation because his home is burned to the ground. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I guess we can take him with us. Oh, I. You wouldn't mind. Come on, Cargus. You can stay with us, oh. buddy. Oh, I promise I won't be much of a burden. Um, to the scuzzy buckle with you, sir. Not a burden. You aren't oh, a burden at you. all. Come on, follow us, friend. Uh, I I would like to take take a nap, fall asleep. I I can't think of these horrors anymore. Yes, I'll go with you. Th- thank you for your kindness. You've always been <laughs> a real delight to the children. And, uh, he like starts crying uh, again. <laughs> he kind of just follows you guys. Yeah, um, let let the tears out. Let it all flow. He's like trying to take up as little space as possible. And you guys make your way back to the scuzzy buckle. Um, and uh, do you guys uh, do you guys rent a room for him with uh, Barry or yeah? Totally. Do you guys just let him? Yeah. yeah okay. That's fine. Uh, so. <laughs> I like that we spontaneously keep just having a growing room penthouse for you guys. Um, the penthouse that miraculously <laughs> appeared, uh, I don't know how many se- sessions ago, just like has grown an extra room on top of it. There's just this kind <laughs> of like tower and just spontaneously, though it has always existed, like another room forms and uh, you guys lead him up the kind of spiral staircase at the top. And uh, he kind of uh, just he goes. He wants to be alone. Uh, Cargus spends some time sleeping. And you guys are kind of left to your own devices to kind of talk about um, what you guys want to do next. Well, gentlemen, I, I do believe that we need to potentially go for a change of scenery, maybe. We should go seek out another one of the great animals, see if we can't... We should find. We never Gardalock. actually made it to the Adventurers Guild either. They might have another lead. Of course, I, I'm not saying we one. just dip without speaking to them. Of course, uh, yeah. But where do you gentlemen think we should sow our oats next? As far as possible away from this. What is the farthest place from here? Oh boy, that's a good question. So you guys <laughs> are in the northeastmost. Uh, the northeastmost kingdom, uh, the uh, Bjornfjord, the furthest away would probably be the furthest southwest, which I'm going to have to look up. That's where the chameleons live, and they're incredibly oh. reclusive. But uh, that would be fun. I don't think we've seen any of them. Um, I don't think so. Uh, the Emerald Forest, uh, the southwest, uh, known for being a vicious jungle. Um, and yeah, the basically what you guys know chameleons are isolationists uh they have the reputation of being xenophobes and that they don't like being bothered by the other uh kingdoms <laughs> that's the furthest away from where you are though <laughs> okay so maybe there. not that one oh, maybe not start there hmm. i think let's get it out of the way <laughs> start with the shittiest one <laughs> <laughs> okay um, you guys do know, though, I don't know, we haven't talked about this in a long ass time because we we went on a teleport hiatus, but you guys do still have those teleport crystals and you're allowed to use them once per day as per the, uh, the what's uh-huh. the word I'm looking for? The simple BIM uh, 
Union. There we go. There it is. The, <laughs> the union. That's the word. Yeah, yeah. That's the word. Yeah. They, they formed a union and created a number of rules and limitations about, um, what work they'll do and what they won't do. So they, they do one teleport, um, as to not drain too much of their magical energy. So if you guys were to go wherever, you could just bring the crystal and you'd be able to kind of like teleport back to Bjornfjord and get back to the other crystal kind of, uh, as necessary so you guys do know that so even if you go away from bjornfjord you can still get back there without too much fuss that's perfect yeah let's do it okay um just out of curiosity what is your travel approach are you going to go like by land by sea you guys most likely if you're going to go straight there would be going straight through where the celestial or the uh tree was the big sacred tree and also, like, the Mole Kingdom. Could probably get our dragon wagon without much pr- trouble from the guild if we need that. Remember how we said that we wouldn't forget that it existed again, and we totally did? You guys have a cart sitting yeah. sitting right outside the right outside the scuzzy buckle. The scuzzy stables. It's where it lives when we forget <laughs> about them. Um, but yeah, you guys... Uh, wh- what's take that the, what's you the guys strat- prefer to go by boat. By land is the plan? Okay. Uh, yeah, land seems like the the whatever's fastest. The approach that makes do. the most sense. Okay, well, um, definitely go in a straight line if it's by land. I would assume. Yeah, you totally can. Um, essentially, you guys have like the white wind white wind peaks to the south. So if you go too far to the east, uh, you might run into mountains. Um, there is probably something wherever the sacred tree was. So if you go to the west of that, you potentially might run into that. And then if you go further west than that, you're going pretty far out of the way to Stonehall. Um, but yeah. Um, so do you guys want to leave in the morning? Uh, are you guys going to say goodbye to yeah, Cargus? Are you going to bring him We can hit you? up the bar with Cargus. Yeah. Uh, what What are you going to do with Cargus? You kind of like brought him along with you. Yeah. To give him somewhere to go since he didn't have a house. We the can Scuzzy either... Buckle can take care of him. Yeah, we can either hold him up okay. there or see. We can ask if he wants to come, I guess. You guys do know specifically that uh, Barry, the bartender, has told you that he's like one of the only people that works here. So he works like 24 hour shifts, occasionally aided by uh, LL Koala J. Maybe so, Cargus could help out in exchange for free room and board. He's a great guy. Yeah, there we go. vouch for him. Maybe oh, you could uh, finally take that vacation you've always been talking about. Who, who are you? Are you guys talking to Barry? Yeah. Oh, totally. Uh, we're hey, we're sorry, in the bar already. Okay. I was uh I was bartending. Uh just woo, sorry about that. Kinda didn't realize you were talking to me. Uh yeah, <laughs> okay. uh, I've been saying for a long to be honest, uh you guys kinda have your own little space up there. So uh if you guys want to maybe have him take care of your little uh little rooms while you're gone, maybe he can, you know, uh pay his way by uh, you know, working here and help me out. Yeah, so, uh, fine. what do you sure think, Cargus? It's a pretty nice place to hang out. Good people here. You'll be okay, buddy. You guys look over to to Cargus and just there's like an it's like that anime thing where the person isn't there and there's just like an outline of like a person who's not there. Cargus is upstairs, like probably crying slash sleeping. Um, and you know that he'll be okay. He'll be okay. Um, do you guys plan to head out the following day or are you just going to leave because you want to yeah, get out the of this horrible after. mess? The morning um, after. 
Okay. So you guys will say you guys go upstairs and you talk to Cargus and uh what do you what do you tell to him? How do you try to sell him on uh starting to work for this guzzy buckle? Hey, you don't have anywhere to live and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can have a place to live if you do this. Uh, hey Cargus, uh you should stay here for a while. Barry oh. the bartender, he's a good guy. There's good people here. You'll be okay yes, here. That's um Yes, uh sorry. Um yeah, I, I do appreciate so much you guys um trying to help me uh through these difficult times and uh yes, I, I'll I'll take you up on that. Um uh, yes, you're, you're welcome uh, to come with us if you'd prefer, of course. We um, are going to be leaving tomorrow after all, if you'd like to accompany us. I wouldn't I wouldn't want to impose um, it's not a, you were just invited. It's not an imposition. You can, if you want to come, you can. Oh, well, um. We just want you to do what's best for you. I want to do right by those kids. Uh, it, they're not around anymore, but I. Well, little Timmy is. Let me think about it. Okay. I don't know what I want to do. Uh, those are good options, though. I'll Should sleep we bring on little it. Timmy and train him how to be a warrior? Interesting. Like a squire. Plan. No, I'm, I'm super all set. <laughs> he's currently in the infirmary. We need to show people that not all wolves are terrible. I, I don't know that that's the way. <laughs> oh, well. Let's sleep on it and... Uh, I, I'm going to, I'll let you know tomorrow what I'll do. Either of those would be good. I just need to decide what like, what would be best, where I can do the most good after I recover from this trauma. Uh, and he kind of just like goes back to bed, uh, in kind of like a dark, <laughs> dark room with like the blankets pulled over his head. And then you start to hear the familiar sound of faint sobbing. Poor man lost so much. He'll be fine eventually. I can't imagine it'll be quick, though. We will get our vengeance. We will destroy Gardalock by any means necessary. Okay. Um, and the the night passes. Uh, do you guys, like, do anything aside from just getting some rest? Because you guys have had a long few days. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to sleep. Yeah, let's just All chill. Right. Uh, you guys sleep, uh, and it's... Uh, how do you sleep after after the shit that's happened? Well, should I would we roll assume. for it or? Uh, you can. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, in the first episode, we rolled to see who slept the best. That was a really funny roll off. Maybe we can do that. How? What was it? <laughs> who Vitality. The best. I would assume. I uh, just roll a d twelve. Whoever highs the rolls the highest sleeps the best. Okay. Nine. Two. <laughs> Ten, baby. So everyone sleeps pretty well, except for Hannibal, who's kind of like just troubled by the fact that these kids have mysteriously died with their heads exploding. And you guys uh, think that this has to do somehow with Gardalock. And it's just kind of these thoughts are bouncing around your head. Uh, maybe you're talking to your rock uh, or something like that, but you struggle to find good sleep. But as you wake in the following morning, you see uh, Cargus is looking. He's up before all of you guys. He's looking uh, very determined. And he says, oh, good morning, lads. Uh, I slept on it and 
<laughs> well, I, I, I must say, if this Gardalock has done this, I would be so fr- very frustrated if I didn't do everything in my power to make sure that he dies horrendously. Please take me with you. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Absolutely. Okay, welcome, welcome, uh, welcome aboard. aboard. Lovely. Um, oh, I'm going to have these occasional bursts. For some reason, my head just ex- seems to really get shaky when I think and get frustrated like this. But let's be off. <laughs> well, of course, it's it's absolutely understandable for you to be grieving at a time like this. It comes in waves. It's an emotional roller coaster. Don't try and push yourself too much, Cargus. You're able to lean on us, don't you worry. Plus, we got a cart, you'll be able to just relax most of the way through, hopefully. So he uh, he slaps you on the back and says, thank you for the kind words. Um, uh, all right. And he kind of, like, walks down this, uh, the stairs and starts to, like, go with you guys. And he, like, uh, kind of looks around and see that Barry's not there and literally grabs, like, a handle of liquor and just, like, swigs it up <laughs> and drinks really, really deep and just brings it along with him. And he's like... Well, we'd better be off then, huh? And... Yeah. I think that's probably a good place to end for the day. Sure. Sounds good to me. I think that we need to give you guys some XP... For a milestone here, um, you guys each get uh, 10 XP. Um, we are uh, going to be starting with the adventure next week. And uh, yeah, thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, thanks for tuning into this episode. If you like our podcast and want to support us, uh Check us out on Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash warplordspod. Woo woo. All of you folks demanding apologies. We always love that. Uh, you know, oh shit, I just hit my microphone. Um, I don't know. What, what do we got here? What do we got for an outro? What will happen next week? Who was it that killed all the kids? Who did all that fucked up shit? Why did their heads explode in a manner that, you know, like someone exploded them in some way? What could it be? Who could this possibly have been? No Why did knows. the party assume there would be no repercussions for their actions? Yes. We didn't do something. anything. What are you talking about? We, we killed didn't an do entire anything. family at a wedding. They weren't real. They were in a fake world. That's not real. Uh-huh. Those aren't real if- people. Sure. And if that is the case, is it kind of weird having the caretaker of all of the people <laughs> who have been killed uh, go, going along with them after someone who maybe could have <laughs> inadvertently done it? Is that weird in any way? Find out next week. No one knows. And uh, yeah, again, for real, uh, we uh, love you guys. Thanks for listening to the show and tune in next week. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.